0: Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the mini-episode of the Game 1 ALCS mini-episode. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are talking about your Toronto Blue Jays, who are, once again, for the second year in a row, competing for the American League Championship Series, competing for the pennant in the American League Championship Series. This year, once again, playing against a uh, tough American League Central opponent from Cleveland. And after game one, which is what we're talking about here, just like last year, the Jays are down one nothing after being shut out. Thanks to, this time, a very, very good starting pitcher and two very, very good relievers. Uh, there's a lot to talk about about this game. Lots of uh, interesting things that came out of it. An amazing performance by Marco Estrada, of course. Another amazing performance uh, in the postseason from him as he went the distance. And really made one mistake. Probably. The mistake that he made wasn't even that heinous. He just got punished for his mistake. While Corey Kluber, of the Cleveland Starter, 2014 American League Cy Young Award winner, he made a lot of mistakes. And it didn't seem as though the Jays were able to capitalize on it. So we're going to talk about that Today. talk a little bit about you know a little bit more about game one look ahead a little bit to game two uh real quick and i will do some questions i got some questions from on twitter of people fresh fresh wounds after this loss which is again disappointing but i think it's important to remember that this is the alcs um where there's a little bit more room to breathe where if you are the road team you're happy to if you can split you can Win game two, win win one of the two games um, on the road, you're good. You've then what what they what do they say? You've reclaimed the home field advantage. Split on the road, come home. He's trying to take care of business. Uh time Corey Kluber takes him out for Cleveland, it's going to be a matchup problem for the Blue Jays uh, because he's very good. He's very good and he's really effective. And uh, even though tonight we didn't see him at his best at the beginning of his outing, uh, you know, which is kind of the, where a lot of the focus will stay on the Blue Jays' inability to capitalize when, uh, when Kluber kind of opened the door crack and provided uh, opportunity for the Jays' offense. Some of that could come back to uh, lineup construction. Some of it could come back to just plain dumb luck, um, which happens uh, in the postseason, and we see it just under a microscope where little things they all they kind of add up uh, on a game by game basis, and it's it doesn't matter as much in the, in the in the regular season. You kind of ride it out, but here in the postseason, little things matter. So the fact that you know maybe Josh Dawson didn't score from first on that on Edwin Encarnacion's first inning double might come back to haunt the Blue Jays uh, in this case, even though uh, that's a tough ask. The ball was hit 110 miles an hour. Off the bat of Encarnacion uh, for a double, and and Donaldson was uh, you know on first, and maybe another a faster player might score, but a faster player is probably not going to get on as Donaldson did. Uh, we saw some nice at bats from Troy Tulawitsky, nice at bats from Encarnacion, uh, some less than nice at bats from some of the other members of the uh, of the team. So maybe there'll be some lineup changes that will uh, try to maximize the opportunities but again looking ahead to the rest of the series uh the matchup is much more favorable because again you got to tip your cap to to kluber uh on you know for kind of grinding and getting by when he was struggling with that the breaking pitch there was so much made of his of his slider of his of his you know curveball slurve whatever the his put away pitch Uh, ron darling on the tbs broadcast was going on and on at the beginning of the game talking about inability to um you know he doesn't give up hits with two strikes and that's all the Jays did because he was just really missing. Um with his with his his put away pitches. He was missing with two strikes a lot. Jays were able to capitalize in some way, but not in a um in a way that pushed runs across. Uh, another story, you know, something else we can talk about a little bit. Uh, Devin Travis, who had to leave the game looking rough. I believe if, if Travis is on has to leave and go to the DL, that'll be it for him in the postseason. We're looking at a lot of Darwin Barney. And a little bit of Ryan Goins as the Jays uh, had to go to Goins, who's in for defense, who made a nice play on, on a shift out in deep right field. But then again, uh, he had to be um, pinch hit for it with Barney. So there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of, of, of rope to play with at this time of year. There's a million things to talk about. Uh, another thing to talk, we could talk about a little bit maybe would be the umpire, Laz Diaz. Who, uh, Blue Jays fans and uh, members of the Blue Jays, uh, Melvin Upton and Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Bautista, uh, in particular, less than enthusiastic about the umpiring job done by DS. I think he, I think he was fine. Uh, Russ Martin had a couple comments uh, post game saying that um, you know he maybe Laz missed one or two, but in the end, I think it was okay. Uh, I think it's very important to remember that the TBS center field camera k-zone graphic is terrible it is so bad and it doesn't represent any thing that happens in our world and i think it's really easy to get caught up i know i do get it caught up looking at the balls and strikes Um, if you go and look at some of the pitch effects plots from the game you see the uh the worst pitch was the one uh they showed that, that was the outside pitcher that was on the outside or was off the plate to, uh, away to Bautista, uh where the camera caught Deano Navarro who had run back to underneath towards the clubhouse and came back measuring with his fingers, holding his fingers whatever, four or five inches apart, saying that's how much this piss, that the pitch missed by. But the uh the slider that, that Upton didn't like that was low. It doesn't look low if you go to fan graphs or you go to um uh uh, you know, Brooks Baseball or any other sites, uh, the strike zone looks a little bit more consistent than I think that the one that we saw you know, in the heat of the moment. Uh, you know, uh, I mentioned this on, on Twitter during the game as well, that you know, Diaz has a bit of a reputation for, you know, a bit of an up-show rep- reputation. We saw a little bit of, a, of it today, you know, whipping his helmet off, kind of jawing with, back with Encarnacion and jawing that back with Upton and, and uh, a little bit of Bautista as well. Uh, He easily could have thrown out Upton, Incarnacion, and even Gibbons. Uh, John Gibbons came out more to protect uh, Incarnacion and keep him in the game. Uh, But you you can't argue about balls and strikes. Those guys very easily could have been ejected, Uh, which absolutely would have changed the complexion complexion of the game. But, you know, obviously the number one thing, the thing that actually did change the complexion of the game was the home run by Francisco Lindor. Uh, Lindor, who's uh, one of the best young players in baseball, um, who will net, I already it looks like he'll, he won't get the acclaim that a guy like Carlos Correa gets. Correa, first pick overall. But uh, there's no reason to believe that Correa is any better than Lindor. He's a truly uh, dynamic talent. And he hit a pitch, uh change-up, from Encarnacion in the sixth inning, and he hit it a long way. And the pitch, you'll hear people say it was up, and I think Estrada uh, um, uh, himself said it was up, and he's he disappointed that it was up. If you go back and you look, and you could, like I said, go to Brooks Baseball, look what the pitch is. It was almost exactly the same height as the first pitch in that at-bat that Lindorf swung through. Uh, it was, if anything, it was even a little bit more inside. just might have been a little bit flatter didn't have the same kind of spin and Lindor had already seen it and he went down and he got it again not a pitch that was up over the plate maybe would have liked it to have it uh, uh you know maybe on the other side but he again this is a this is a spot that Strata went right back to against Lindor and uh he put a great swing on it and hit it out what can you do that's it that's the only mistake there were pitches just like that uh, I think of the double play. I think it must've been in the second inning. Devin Travis in second inning. Devin Travis in into a double play. Uh, again two strikes and Kluber left a slider, curve. He left it sitting in the worst possible spot. It was a it was a fat miss, you know, backup slider. He he threw one to Bautista. Uh early, in another instance that uh, Bautista just missed. Travis rolls into a double play. There are a million other ways that could have gone. It could have scored a bunch of runs, but it didn't. And that's the way it goes. And now they're, now they're down the game, uh, going in to face uh, Josh Tomlin, which could have been Trevor Bauer, if not for a drone injury, which is uh, kind of hilarious because uh, Trevor Bauer is a goof. And uh, he's come a long way this year, and he's a much better pitcher. And, of course, a lot of Jays fans remember him from uh, his, his amazing performance on Canada Day in that marathon game. Uh, I think that Bauer is a is a nice matchup for the Jays. Uh, Long is always going to plague him. As a, you know, he pitched well against the Red Sox, but the Red Sox did take him deep I think three times in game 1, or at least twice. And Tomlin is the same thing. Tom Tomlin is not good. Tom Josh Tomlin wouldn't be starting in this series if not for injuries to Danny Salazar and Carlos Carrasco. Uh Tomlin pitched again. He he pitched really well in game 3 against Boston, but that's that's a, a picture that the Jays can absolutely get to. He doesn't throw hard. He's like a cutter, fastball, curveball guy, a bunch of fly balls. He's really home run prone, and the Jays are a home run team. And as always, whenever a team gets shut out, there's always going to be questions about their approach and what are they going to do and how can they, how can they, uh, you know, these guys have to play smarter and play more small. Uh, look at look at what what. Cleveland did tonight, where Lonnie Chisholm had three hits. So twice he got on with nobody out, and Cleveland dutifully bunted him over with Coco Crisp, who's there to do that. Didn't do anything. They didn't score any runs. There's no there's no magic elixir that's contained in giving away outs or having terrible hitters give themselves up for the guys who are hitting behind him who are even worse. Like you're bunting you're bunting guys in, into scoring positions so that Roberto Perez can drive them in. He's Terrible, just awful. Naquin's a nice player. Perez is awful. So there's no solution. There's no magic. Again, there's no suddenly asking, "Oh, should uh, I?" I had a question, you know, a fair question, like, should um, should someone have it might have been Travis? Should he be? Should he have bunted in that instance where he hit into the double play? No, he shouldn't be bunting. Well, you want? You want Ezekiel Carrera coming up, looking just awful. Ezekiel Carrera is, is is a, a nice player who's done some nice things for the Jays, uh. But you can't you can't expect him to. You, he's not the kind of guy you set the table for, right? As we saw him tonight when he tried to bunt with two strikes, and Corey Kluber made a really nice play coming off the mound with a bum leg, bare hands, a a, a kind of a chopping bunt, and and throws, uh. What is this zeke it's volume or killer Zeke, whatever it is that Stoughton calls him all the time It's how it goes. Jay's offense the one thing I will say uh we talked a little bit about it, and I'm sure it'll come up in some of the questions that uh, that are I've got on coming up on Twitter is uh but Russ martin Russ Martin does not look good of late uh, Russ Martin right now looks like Russ Martin in the first you know two months of the season when he was uh borderline unplayable, not unplayable, but he he looked really bad, and that's what he's been. he hit that home run. In the series against the Rangers, and no one will ever take that away from him. Uh, but there's a lot of questions about maybe moving him down in the order. When you come up behind Encarnacion and and Donaldson and uh, and also Bautista, uh, you're going to come up with guys on base. And and again, a guy like Kluber is a really bad, really bad matchup for Martin, uh, to me. Martin, a, a guy that I classify like dead red fastball hitter. Throw him anything with a bit of a curve to it. He's not. He, it's not. It's not his forte. And Kluber can just sit there and throw him junk all junk all night and set up, you know, set up the fastball, throw the fastball do, that he was dotting on the outside corner, which is what Kluber really started to do as the game went along, was throw that two-seamer to the outside corner and guys like Martin were not able to adjust. Tulo Whiskey turned into great at bat. He adjusted perfectly. He got behind, but then he fought it off. Hit a line drive to right field, base hit, perfect. Love it. Oh, mwah. Like an Italian chef, I kiss my fingers for Tulo's amazing at bat. Uh, Martin is a guy that, hitting in the middle of the order like that, they know they're going to attack him. You, you know, the, we have to know we have, that the, the opposing pitchers are going, to, are going to attack Martin. They're going to look at him as a, as a softer spot in the middle of the order. And it was nice to see Michael Saunders get a couple of base hits going the other way, hitting the ball hard, which is great. And I think that's something that made a big difference at times this year, is having his left-handed bat in the middle there, after Bautista, before Tulowitzki or before Martin. Uh, because uh, uh, when Bautista walked today, struck out three times and, w- and drew a walk, and that walk was 100%. They just pitched around him, they pitched right around him, right around Bautista to get to Martin, and, and then it, and it worked out for them because he um, wasn't, looking, wasn't looking right or wasn't looking like a, like a, like a threat, like he's going to do damage up there. So they always like to say, damage, who's going to do damage? Russell Martin is not looking like a guy who's uh, who's going to do damage. So maybe it's time to move Tulowitzki up to the other spot. I don't know. I just you think uh, the only I'm not necessarily uh, the same kind of advocate for for batting order optimization as I might have been. If anything, again, and not it, it. The only argument in favor of changing the order is if you think that Martin isn't gonna be able to deliver on the opportunities that are inevitably gonna come with with the number five hitter in the order. Again, Bautista showed he's he's Jose Bautista. He's he's not gonna change his strike so he he has his approach. He knows his own better than anybody. Uh he walked on uh or he struck out on pitches that were off the plate, but he also, you know, got struck he struck out yeah, Andrew Miller struck him out with uh with Andrew Miller pitches. You know, And Andrew Miller there's there's so few like him. He's like Randy Johnson. I saw, I was I think it was Mike Patrillo. said he's like Randy Johnson out of the bullpen, but with better control because he doesn't walk anybody. 123 strikeouts, nine walks this year. Threw 30 pitches tonight, so maybe he won't. Maybe you won't see him tomorrow, but he just had three days off, so maybe you will. But it's an incredible weapon to be able to go to because he can get anybody, anybody out, except for Josh Johnson. Donaldson was the only player who didn't strike out that Andrew Miller faced, as he kind of uh, fisted a single in the center field. Not a good, not a great pitch from, from Miller, but ordinarily that's enough. He throws 98, and then he has that slider that he can throw for a strike, or he can throw it on the shoe, on on the shoe top of a right-handed batter. He's really tough, and he showed it tonight. And he, you know, it's it's funny because uh, what's his name, Cody Allen or whoever, will get the save, but Miller was the one who had to go through and and bautista take a quick break let's just remember it's fun no I, I, we don't need to, no one needs to be coached as to what's the fun the series, the series is long the series is still long there's still so much to play and again pitching matchups favor the jays from here on out so what we're going to do now take a quick break come back the spiel i haven't done the spiel yet mini episodes we missed the, the main episode this week because we're having had a hard time getting our schedules together do a couple extra mini episodes this week but of course you can support us at patreon.com BirdsAllDay, uh which we really appreciate it keeps us going and and is the genesis behind mini episodes was making sure that everyone who wants to be who uh who supports birds all day is getting bang for their buck uh and we're really fortunate to have so many people who want to support us and so many people who want to who who, who want to hear what we have to say especially during the playoffs. That's the other big opportunity and the big um, thing that we're so lucky. So we, right now we could be roster baiting and looking ahead to who's going to be a free agent or who's going to be a trade target, and maybe they could get Cole Calhoun. None of that stuff matters right now. The Blue Jays are playing for a chance to go to the World Series. They only need to win four more games. Win four games before they lose three and they go to play in the World Series against the Cubs or the Dodgers. Wrigley Field, Dodger Stadium, await. And that's a good thing. So if you like what you hear, go to Patreon.com. Kick us a couple bucks. Uh, if you don't feel compelled to do that, that's awesome okay, That's awesome as well. Go to iTunes. Look up Birds All Day. Subscribe. Rate review. Do all that good stuff for us. Because we are here doing this. We're doing it for ourselves. really. But again, I could be just watching the town, which is what I'm doing right now. I, and the reason that this wasn't up probably an hour ago is because I've been watching the town for not the first time. And definitely not the second time. Um, I could do a running commentary of the town uh, start a, I'll start a, like a how did this get made uh, running commentary podcast on the side where I talk about Blake Lively movies I think I, think, I know I would be into that um, she's holed up in a hotel right now Blake Lively with, the, with her offspring I think she has problems with, it, with uh, substance abuse her character in this movie she also has problems with a bit of a floating accent that comes in and out. But uh, I'm not here to judge Blake Lively. I'm Of all the things in the world, I'm judging Blake Lively is not high in my priority list. My priority list includes questions from listeners. You're going to hear them after the break. Mm-hmm. I'm All right, so we're back after a quick break. That well, for you, it was a quick break for me. Uh, I definitely just would watch the rest of that stupid bank robbing movie. Um, because that's just the kind of guy that I am. Where uh, even though I know what's going to happen, I watch the end of the dumb movie. Uh, it's baseball related, right? There. are at Fenway, there, Boston. So, question time. Questions about game one of the American League Championship Series, which uh, your Blue Jays lost. Your, yours and mine. We're in this together, but they're down at one And it's all good. And the, uh, so we'll start with the first question, which comes from Terry Kane. He asks, uh, what if the Blue Jays had traded for Andrew Miller at the deadline? Uh, which is a great question. They would be a better team, but they would um, be down something very significant because the Cleveland gave up a lot to get Andrew Miller, who is such uh, an incredible pitcher, uh, signed to a very friendly deal. Um, So that they had to give up Clint Frazier and somebody else whose name escapes me. But Clint Frazier is a big deal. He's a really high value prospect who's very close to the big leagues. And the Blue Jays don't have a Clint Frazier to trade. The Blue Jays' Clint Fraser probably looks like um, Marcus Stroman or somebody like that. Uh, Anthony Alford, who the name you're thinking of, not the same. Not at all. So it would have been great for the Blue Jays to have acquired Andrew Miller. Or it would have been great if Cleveland had acquired John Hill which would have... Um, made it impossible for them to have acquired Andrew Miller. But none of those things happened. Andrew Miller plays for Cleveland and not Toronto. And as such, the Jays got to deal with it and deal with it they shall. Uh, Brendan Kelly wants to know who to start at second base. I think if, if Travis can't go at all, if he's done, I think you got to play, play the matchups. Uh, well, or maybe not just play Darwin Barney every day might be nice seeing if Ryan Goins can get in there and, and again, re- reclaim the not-really-Ryan-Goins from last year where he drew a lot of walks. And, uh, you know, he was on base for the bat flip home run, which was one year ago today. So he managed to steal first at that point. Maybe let him do it again or just go with Barney. And you have Goins as backup in case you need him at another position in the infield. Uh, heaven forbid so many uh mac mac asks where does andrew miller's slide slider rank among the best pitches in baseball and i think i'm gonna have to tell you it's up there it's way up there on the list um but again these, you know i like to i like this this conversation these kind of questions are fun what's the best this or what's the best that but you can't look at andrew miller's slider in isolation um, because it, it works so well because it plays off of his fastball that is unhittable at 96, 97, 98. Uh, you know, there's no better testament to how good Andrew Miller's stuff is than the rate at which people take the things he throws in the, in the strike zone or, or whiff on the things he throws in the strike zone and then also swing it and miss on things that are outside the zone. So he, he makes you swing at balls and take strikes. That's how good his combination of fastball slider is and the fact that he's so big and throw so hard and he's so close to the mound. And again, he doesn't walk anybody. Um he's real t- he's he's really good, but are we going to see him in game 2 after throwing 30 pitches in game 1? Who knows. They were pretty dominant pitches, but you know, he had a couple guys on in the end there. Uh your boy Tom Drantz wants to know if Martin Tulo flip in the lineup. They might. It wouldn't hurt. Again, I I would even consider going back to Saunders up there. I think maybe against Tomlin, I'd put Saunders in at five, because Tomlin's not a big strikeout guy, which is the, obviously Saunders' uh, biggest weakness When he uh, you know here in the second half over the last however many months of the season when he's been struggling. Uh, striking out is a huge thing. Tomlin's not trying to strike you out. So maybe Saunders, uh, who showed it, that nice opposite field approach uh, to, uh, in game one, maybe he could bring that to game two uh, and help to lengthen that lineup. And get you to low. And then you have Russell Martin back there. Uh, ready to crush a mistake. Or or, or sit on a fastball. And that's something that Talman throws a lot. So maybe you just leave Russ. But it's one of those things where it's. Uh, you got to. You uh, got to make the most of your chances. And there's only so much. Lineup manipulation that will do that. In the end it's about getting the bat on the ball. And hitting it where they ain't. I could be so analytical. Uh, Brendan wants to know, are the Blue Jays screwed? Uh, And then he asks a bunch of other questions, and the answer to that is no. I don't want to answer the rest of your questions, Brendan. Because the Blue Jays are not screwed. They're in the American League Championship Series for the second year in a row. Yes, there are many off-season questions that remain unanswered, but who cares? Enjoy the goddamn playoffs. They lost one game by two runs. Their pitcher, who they got for a song... Teeny little guy throwing 88 miles an hour, dominated Cleveland, which is a better offense this year than the Blue Jays. Get out of my face, Brandon. I'm sorry. Come on. Clean it up. Uh, Isaac uh, Coburn wants to know, why does everyone jump to not blame the umpires when sometimes they're horrible and always they have a huge impact on the game? I would say that because the umpires are not horrible. And they do have an impact on the game, but so do the players. And as I said in the opening, I don't think that Laz Diaz was quite as poor as he was made uh, to seem by the non-flattering centerfield camera. And also, complaining about the umpires is just the worst. It's really counterproductive, and I, I, I don't. It doesn't make me feel good. It's one of those things. It's like complaining about the weather, or complaining about something over which. Not only to the players who are out there playing the games and trying to win, but as a fan, you have no control. I don't know. There's no... Robot Umpires is like a really unpalatable solution to me. Replay pisses me off, especially the new... Oh, my God, he came off the bag for a half second, even though he never actually like dispossessed the bag. That replay shit is trash. And holding the tag on for all this extra time as the guy comes up and off, off the... Off the base for a second as one foot transfers to the other, even though the entirety of his body is over top of the bag. That's bullshit. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out by getting the throw there before he reaches the base and putting the tag on before he touches it and then is able to possess it, even though on a not on a molecular level. I don't know. I just can't get into complaining about the umps. It's frustrating. That pitch to Bautista was really frustrating. That that was a ball. But again, it's not... Las Diaz didn't... Las Diaz didn't miss Corey Kluber hangers that that backed up on the inside half of the plate. They didn't sit there and watch Corey Kluber throw the same first pitch fastball to like eight batters in a row, putting it on the outside corner as they tried to yank it over the left field fence again, all the right-handed hitters. Only what? Only a handful were able to smartly go the other way with that that two-seamer. Last Diaz didn't do any of that stuff. So maybe let's not blame him. Let's not throw it at his feet. Because again, it doesn't do anything. Uh, is it Ghost to complain about the strike zone? Yes. Start Goins or Barney versus Tomlin, Bauer, and Kluber? I think uh, I would start Barney almost for sure in most of those games. Maybe give Goins a shot against Tomlin. Goins is really not a good hitter, and he never has been. Um, do the Jays have the best collection of beat writers in the in the league? I think the 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 and he uh, this is from Will Will Robby Robbery. Yes, with so the beat writers and he also throws in bloggers. I think the Blue Jays are one of the best, uh, most well-covered teams in uh, in the game. There's a huge audience. There's a huge um uh there's a huge audience and there's a lot of different parties competing for that audience in the and even though the market. Uh, this fan base may have been underserved maybe 10 years ago. Not the case anymore. Amazing coverage from the papers and from the the digital outlets and the independent outlets like this one. There's not a lot of this. As you know, There's a bunch of SB Nation sites. We, you know them. There's one for every team. Some of them are just trash. Just garbage. Not just SB Nation. Any team bloggers. Are, but there's a lot of trash. Blue Jays fans are lucky. It's it's a reflection of the uh, the area, and uh, the fact that they have this huge, we have this huge area to draw from, uh, and I hope that it I uh, hope that it enhances your enjoyment of the game. But at the end of the day, when the team wins, it's a lot more fun than uh, having a bunch of people sitting around talking about their blogs. Uh, Matt Sullivan, Sporkless, wants to know: playoffs are different, but will some lessons of Showalter and Roberts? Uh, bullpen handling be applied by managers in the regular season in 2017? Yes and no. Um, I, I don't think that managers pulling out all the stops to conserve wins in the playoffs is a new thing. Um, I think that we might see it at a little bit. You know, some relievers used it a little bit differently, like Frank did with Miller uh, from the entire time that he's been with Cleveland uh, after the trading deadline. But you're not going to see guys like Roberto soon asked to pitch two innings or asking Kenley Jensen to throw 50 pitches in May in a game against the goddamn Padres. It's just not going to happen. You know, that's the, na- the the nature of the playoffs are so different that that um, everything about the baseball regular season is built up to that. Um, so much of the, the Cito Gaston, you know, lose one now to win two later kind of attitude, and it's not going to change um, because the season is long and surviving the grind and keeping yourself healthy and fresh enough to... Go on a playoff run should the opportunity present itself. When then you can really lay it all out, and sometimes that that affects guys for the rest of their career. Keith Fulk and Jason Mott are relievers that come to mind that you know got just ground to dust. You know, Paul Quantrill, even you know all these different guys that um, Scott Proctor, guys that that uh, Joe Torre just drove into the ground for years and years, and it has a, it has a, it takes a toll, but. Uh, so maybe we'll see relievers using it in a different way. And Terry Francona had a great quote today, which he thinks that uh, uh, and or uh, and was it no? It was, yeah, it was, Fran- it was Francona uh, through through Benny Fresh, who said something to the effect of uh, the save stat changes the way the game is played and managed, which is unfortunate because the players want to get saves because that's what gets them paid. But if they can kind of all come around to a better view of being like, well, let's all just win some games, we'll all be better. Get out then you look like Andrew Miller, and you get paid because you get outs. You don't get paid because you get saves. And I think that's sort of like a, a bit of a correction that's happened in the game where for, for too long guys who got saves and were closers were paid as such, and then it has gone the other way to say like relievers are fungible and they're all the same. Where now it's like having a great pitcher in the bullpen is an asset. Saves are not an indicator of a great pitcher. Getting outs are. Tons of strikeouts, swing and miss. Guys who you can get lefties and righties, are. guys like Andrew Miller. Guys like Roberto Osuna, you know, Kenley Jansen, the, the list goes on. All teams have multiple strong, strong relievers. And uh, the saves are such a secondary part that hopefully the game has managed to reflect that as well moving forward. But again, it's not going to be asking these guys to go crazy and, and throw an insane amount of innings all the time. Uh, again, in these meaningless games against, you know, teams like the Rays, like you would never do anything like that in, in any game and with the Rays involved in any capacity. Uh, another question about the strike zone, and complaining about the strike zone, which, again, I will, am on the record saying is gauche. Not worth the effort. Um, Adam Wagner wants to know, um, between his mixtape and drone injury, are we sure that Trevor Bauer is not a teen? Uh, Trevor Bauer is definitely a teen. Trevor Bauer is, uh, is an, odd, an odd sort. Um, and hopefully he is uh, lit the hell up. By the Blue Jays bats when he faces them in Game Three after the drone injury to his hand um, recovers, he's interesting. Hit the videos he posts. Um, you know he's a real student of the game, kind of wrapped up in that uh, drive line uh, mechanics. Kyle, I don't remember his last name. Bauer uh, works out a lot with those guys to improve his velocity and long toss and all that stuff. But uh, none of that stuff really matters. I just want to see him go out and get lit up. Do the, do the things that that was the knock against him for so long gets too cute tries to pitch up in the, the up in the zone in, in, a, in an ineffective way that's what i want to see i want to see him get up just like line drive after line drive long home runs all those things um uh walker walker bizarro who has a question uh where does too low rank defensively uh never hear mentioned as the best is it a range thing uh, is he a top five um, no one who watches the Blue Jays or has watched t- Troy Tlitsky as a Blue Jay, or people who who would have watched him with, in Colorado, whatever argued anything, Troy Tulowitzki is anything other than an amazing defensive shortstop. Uh, he's very large. He's very big for a shortstop, you know, in the Alex Rodriguez mold. Um, and I think he's at this, the point now. His range—I I don't have any problems with his range, and I don't see how anybody would. But the you know the Andrew uh, Simmonses and and even uh, Francesco Lindors, these guys are uh, they're smaller and younger and faster and they could take they can cover a lot of range, but Tula makes all the plays. He makes all the plays. He has a hose. Um he's a real student of his position. And to complain about him defensively, uh, you can look at the the advanced metrics. They all like him. Uh, maybe not as much as somebody else, maybe not as much as a Brandon Crawford or whatever else. But um even though his offense has not been quite Troy to the whiskey, you know, Hall of Fame level. That, we, that he showed in Colorado as a younger, healthier guy. Um, anyone who's got any beef with what Chul- Tula Whiskey has given the Jays this year is a fool. A straight-up fool. Um, a good question from Gruber's Mullet. He wants to know how many more innings can we expect Andrew Miller to pitch if this goes seven games. Um, I think that the, the rest that's baked into the, the LCS round of favors Miller, and favors Francona's usage of him. It would be great if he had a, had to take a couple, of guys, a couple of days off. It would be great if the Jays were able to jump on a guy like Mike, you know, Josh Timlin and Trevor Bauer such that maybe that gets Andrew Miller some days off. Let's go with that. Let's have it be one-sided affair and no need for the shutdown reliever on the opposition. Fair? Does that sound good? I think realistically you could see him Again, it depends on how much he gets used, but he could he pitch three or four times? Absolutely. Ab. Absolutely. Um, uh, Steel Toad Tweeter, aka low low fashion lover, wants to know about, uh, do the logos prominence in the playoffs? Is it a myth that Cleveland is phasing out Chief Wahoo? Also, can I hate them for it? You could hate them for it. Absolutely. Um, What a ridiculous thing that that their name is their name. And they use that insane logo. Uh, Mark Shapiro had some comments about, oh, I was really uncomfortable with Chief Wahoo, and that's one of the reasons I left. Uh, hey, Mark Shapiro, that's bullshit. As, uh, I know Craig Calcaterra, of Hardball Talk was pushing, uh, noted today that if you really didn't like it, why wouldn't you just phase it out? Change it. You were the president of the goddamn team. People like making money. That's why. They could They could have said, the league could have, come together the board of governors the owners whatever they all and said you can't sell this bullshit anymore because it's horrific and racist knock it off and it makes me incredibly uncomfortable to see it and to see the fact that they have that that they wore that as their home cap today that fucking hideous logo it's terrible I hope they lose for a million different reasons none uh, there are few that are higher than the fuck chief wahoo reasons which are Strong and prevalent. Uh Jonathan Klein has a fair question after losing game one. Uh would you say it's time to crack each other's skulls open and feast on the goo inside? Absolutely. Uh I, for one, welcome our new ant overlords. Um, I have a question from Mike <laughs> another guy. He says, Have you ever owned or operated a drone? If so, WTF. I have never owned or operated a drone. My brother-in-law got a drone for his birthday. Uh, and he had it out at uh, his, the family cottage. And uh, let me tell you, it's pretty cool. You mount that GoPro up there and you fly it around out over Georgian Bay and over your house and over the cottage and trees and shit like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, if you were ever a kid and into like radio-controlled cars or trucks or anything, I can see the appeal. Uh, I'm not running out to get one. I do like to look at drone footage. If you If you ever... Look at drone footage of the Scarborough Bluffs or yeah, pretty much anywhere. It has like, it just takes on that instantly cinematic quality. And I think it looks cool, but I am in no rush to buy one. Um, and nor will I ever, frankly. But if you like drones and you're like Trevor Bauer and you're super fucking weird, fill your boots, you know, just fill them right up. Oh, and of course, your girl family had a question. Um... She wanted to question, okay, she has two questions. Number one was, he had to choose between the following play attempts to try and win a game. Jose Bautista making a throw from right field home or Jose's fuck you base running from second to try to beat a tag at home. So what would you rather see? Would you rather see Jose Bautista rounding, trying to score? Or would you rather see Jose Bautista in the outfield, trying to throw somebody out? For me, it's the base running for sure. Jose, he gets a bad rap as a base runner. uh, And his arm is also shot. Um, and well, I think, but think those two things work together in that it's really hard to throw somebody out from the outfield. Guys score all the time. Number of people, number of you know putouts on the bases, it's relatively low, isn't it? You got to think you got a better shot trying to score from second on a single, single, if you're Jose Bautista or anybody, versus trying to throw somebody out with a bawky shoulder and old balls. Uh, and the other question that she has, which is another important question, as I had I had uh, divulged to. Uh, Findlay, that I was watching the town, and she asked, um, "If you are about to die in a hail of gunfire, uh, and you get to take one sip of a street soda you found lying beside you, what would you want to be in that cup?" Uh, I think you could probably safely say I'm like a Coke Zero person. I don't drink a lot of soda pop, but uh, maybe if I was about to die, die in a hail of gunfire, I would live a little and I would go full, full blown, full 24. 25 grams of sugar, whatever, 39 grams of sugar that's in a, the average can of, uh, of Coke, uh, which is absurd, which is probably why I, right now feel like my teeth are dressed for the winter. But yeah, I probably, or well, maybe something cool. I don't know. Everyone's going on about seltzer all the time online now, polar, seltzer, Lacroix, Croix, Mousse La I don't know what any of that seltzer bullshit. I don't know. Just give me some water. Maybe some coffee. Coffee water probably my my pow- power rankings. I don't know if I want to drink coffee right before I die in a hail of gunfire. Getting shot in the cheek. That's no fun. Not want coffee coming on my face. Anyway, that's it. We'll be back. So apologies for not uh, providing a full-blown episode this week. Stilton and I are aiming for the off day between when the teams will travel from Cleveland to Toronto to, ex- to continue this seven-game series, which is what this is, best of seven. So losing game one, not the end of the world. Everything's fine. It's fine. No burning dog fine, actually fine. Uh, it was a great game, and I hope that we're able to enjoy game two even more. Um, it's hard to do, accept and, and, and appreciate how much fun and a nice pitching has been a game that for this, these playoffs was moving along briskly enough. Pitching is great. Marco Estrada, amazing. What a job. Josh Donaldson, such a a stud. But that's it for this uh, not-so-many, mini-edition of Birds All Day.